Hello, everybody, and welcome to Podcast from My Car. Well, we're actually not in the car today. We're in a tour bus, and today we're on the Game of Thrones Dire Wolf Tour. So we're up in Northern Ireland. We're at the bus for 9 a.m. We met our guide, who is the owner of two of the dire wolves used in the show. His name is William, and we'll be talking to him later. So, so far this morning, uh, we've driven past the site for the Battle of the Bastards Field. Right now, we're in Tullymore Park. We're going to see some more locations here. Uh, earlier, we actually got to visit the monastic site where Rob Stark was crowned King of the North. The King of the North! And we've got some pretty uh, cool photos as well. Our guide, William, was on the show. As I said, he owns the Direwolves, but he was also a wildling, a soldier. Uh, he featured in a lot of the different episodes. We'll talk to him, and we'll learn about what he did. So while we're out traipsing around Westeros, I'm going to play you a song that's sung by a talented young lady by the name of Carly Ann. She's actually done an album of Westeros songs. I hope you enjoy her version of Hands of Gold. She was his shame and his place And a chain and a keep are nothing Compared to a woman's kiss For hands of gold are always cold But a woman's hands are warm For hands of gold are always cold But a woman's hands are warm For hands of gold are always cold but a woman's hands are He rode through the streets of the city Down from his hill on high Oh, the winds and the steps and the corpus He rode to a woman's side For she was a secret treasure She was his shame and bliss And a chain and a keeper not Compared to a woman's kiss For hands of gold are always cold For hands of gold are always cold For hands of gold are always cold But a woman's hands are warm For hands of gold are always a woman's hands are warm. Oh, hands of gold. Oh, hands of gold. Oh, hands of gold. Oh, hands of gold. He rode through the streets of the city, down from his hill on high. Oh, the winds and the steps and the cold. She was a secret treasure She was his shame and bliss And a chain and a cape are nothing Compared to a woman's kiss For hands of gold are always cold She was a secret treasure For hands of gold are always cold Oh, 
Lord Star. There are five pups. One for each of the Stark children. The direwolf is a sigil of your house. They were meant to have them. Well, folks, I've now got our tour guide, William, and I don't know your last name. Mulhall. Mulhall, very yeah. Irish. Mm-hmm. And my husband's here, too. And the last time I said he was in the podcast, he talked the entire time. So. <laughs> That's a lot. Anyways, we have just come back from a brilliant tour, and I am wrecked, and we're all sitting here having coffee because we have no energy left. But I'm going to ask you, on how long have you guys been doing the tours? Uh, we've been running the tours for in around three years. Let's three years. Say. Oh, so not so long. On and off for three years. This year, we've really focused on them a lot more. You know, we've really we started off um, doing the tours privately in our own car out of hotel, right. and uh, we we got clientele, but it was mostly not the clientele we were looking for. It was mostly mm-hmm. golfers and kind of people who were just trying to kill a bit of time. We'd, you know, take them away, you know, mm-hmm. and show them in different locations and all that there. But they weren't really as buzzed as what we wanted them to be. We wanted the real fans. We wanted the people who, like, really want, loved the show and wore the t-shirts and stuff like that there. So, we decided to work with the coach company. Um, we started working with them in Belfast. Um, we decided that we could, you know, maybe do what they're doing, but better. So then right. we started this year running the entire operation ourselves, selling tickets, right. websites, running the tour, everything ourselves. So this year, it's completely independent. It's so it's got a, has it got Georgia R. Martin's stamp of approval? It should do, yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 we've had a few uh, crew from Game of Thrones on our tour. Yeah. Um, we had the sister of one of the crew members on our tour today. We've had cast visit yeah, our tour. Uh, we've had writers early. visit our tour. Okay. Um, not necessarily take the whole thing, but they have visited parts okay. of it and we've shown them around. And All right. So it has the stamp of approval from a lot of notable people from the show. So that's, so, that's but good. But this guess. is the year you've kind of said, right, we're branding that this is ours and, and we're doing it yeah, this, this way. Yeah, 100% GOT Darwin. And making sure that golfers go golf. You don't need to come to yeah. this place. Just stay away. Mm-hmm. Not that you may not be fans of the show, but golfers go golf. Oh, like um. one, of our, one of our biggest interviews, 16 million households, was actually on a golf program. Oh, my gosh. Okay, I take it back. Golfers aren't so bad. So today on the tour, I noticed we had Americans, we had some Canadians, mm-hmm. we had my husband and I, and he's English, and I'm American, but we live in Tubber, so we don't really count. And what other nationalities did we uh, have? We had, we had locals, we had Irish, Irish? Uh, we had English, we had French-Canadians, we had French, um, we had, yeah, like you said, Americans and so on. And it's, it's a mixed bag, it always is someone very Do you, have you Have you ever had a group where it's all just been... A big one group of people said, "Right, twenty-five of us, and we're coming." Have yeah, you- uh, two weeks ago, I had an entire Russian tour. How much fun was that? It was fun. <laughs> uh, it became a Game of Thrones tour slash pub crawl. Uh, <laughs> so every, every, everywhere we stopped that sold alcohol they were drinking it you know? so it was fun it was a bunch of young Russian guys who worked in his company and oh, right. it was fun it was okay. really fun did, did they know their, did they know the Game of Thrones stuff oh or? big massive oh, fans so, so they, they knew everything before. yeah it was a great day oh excellent um, when we went and saw the, the Dara Wolves which is folks you're listening you have to go because you're obviously going to meet Thor and Odin Beautiful doggies. They're well, doggies. They're wolves. Sorry, wolves. <laughs> now, how many times a day would they have? Because it wasn't just your group there. It was another group that came no, by. Uh, we made uh, multiple buses a day. We're only there for an hour, just oh. one hour out of the day. Yeah, because it's interesting. Because I was listening to the other people on the bus, and two of the girls were like, "Oh, the dogs sit there all day." And I'm thinking that can't be true. I highly doubt that. No, no. So you all work it around a time where it's just an hour. Our coffee has arrived, so we're just going to take one minute and just see how wonderful it is. And we'll make everybody jealous. They are gorgeous. And I wish I had ordered the hot chocolate now, but I'll just make do with my coffee. 
yeah. No, actually, um, if you follow our Instagram, uh, you'll see that Odin and Thor live a life of luxury. They have I've their own it. sofa. They have a balcony yeah. that overlooks the Irish Sea. Wow. Oh, not bad. We actually just got a new puppy, so you know they're playing with him. New Direwolf? Uh, no, no, uh, no, no, New Direwolf. No, uh, he came from a farm. He's a little. He's a, we don't know what he is. That's but okay. He, yeah, he came from a farm. Little Heinz Fifty Mixer. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he's great. And so um, we've uh, Odin and Thor. They, they live in. They live in our glass. They eat uh, a healthy, balanced diet of different meats and fishes and mm-hmm. dog porridge. We have. Yeah, yeah. We have golf courses, forests, and beaches nearby. And I can attest to this, folks, because I've been on their Instagram, and there's some really wicked pictures of them in the sea, mm-hmm. and walking, and having a great time. They whenever, have everything. <laughs> whenever the tourists show up, and they meet Odin and Thor, Odin and Thor are chilled, pretty chill yeah. like dogs. And well, today they, today they voice their yeah, opinion. Which yeah. one Which one of them was making most of the noise there? Odin. Odin okay. likes the hile. He, he always demands treats. <laughs> Yeah, he uh, knows that after you know we've done all the tours, yeah. he gets a treat. Ah, uh, so he was heading to that bag in the corner. He yeah, knew that yeah. there's something there. Exactly. He was making his way to the treats. You now, during the tour, you did say that um, they went into training when they were teeny, teeny, tiny puppies. They're three weeks, uh, three. Uh, thirteen weeks old. Yeah. Had you had them at that point, or did they go from yeah. mummy to you? I, or? I got them. I got them when they were seven weeks old. Three weeks later, when they were ten weeks old, yeah. I got a phone call from the breeder to say mm-hmm. this TV show wants to use my dogs. Mm-hmm. Some show about swords and shields and stuff. And you said cool. <laughs> to that, so yeah, they brought them up, and the next thing I know, my dogs were on TV. And eventually, so did you. Yeah. Exactly. So everybody, it's not just the dogs you're coming to see. The cool thing about William and his family is, I'm going to get this wrong. Everybody, your mother has been in it. Mm-hmm. And my dad, he started off as a Dothraki slave master in season one. <laughs> And then, yeah, and then my brother went on to being a Marine stuntman in season five in the hard okay. And then me and my two brothers started in season six, the Battle of Bastards together. Season seven, the Icelick. And then season eight, we've really hit the big time. Uh, I have been told no spoilers for this because I know HBO would probably come after me. However, who do you play in season eight? Can you tell us? I just play, uh, I can't tell you anything. I, okay, I you, you I, heard I, I everybody, nothing, first. I've got zero. If you had to describe season eight in one word, what would you pick? Because they've asked other cast members, so I know I can ask you this question. I think, I, think, I don't know, it's, it'd be hard to put into word, one word, but it's definitely going to be incredible. It's will, going to be bigger than, will we cry? than you've ever seen. I think you're going to express every emotion. Every, oh God. It's, it's, it's the climax to yeah. the greatest TV show in the world. Game of Thrones has been on as long as my husband and I have been together. Wow. We got together in August 2010. Oh, amazing. Amazing. <laughs> so, but unlike Game of Thrones, we, we aren't going to die at the end of this I mean, you've survived day. a few months. We, we have. We have. <laughs> um, yeah. But see, we hadn't read the books. I'd, I'd heard of them, but we'd never read them. And Lovely. my husband, who never, ever reads, read his first book. Basically. We go to the library, and he pulls us up, and I went, you can read that. And mm-hmm. he says... Nice. Yeah, and he did. He made it all the way through. Excellent. It took you what? How many months? <laughs> I think. It was. It's it was so intense, isn't it? When you, when yeah. you, especially if you haven't seen the show and you don't know the no. faces to the names, mm. and there's so many. And like a few facts about the about the books is that you know, I actually moved from reading the books onto the audiobooks so I could do stuff while oh. I was learning about. Like, I did that in the films. car for a while yeah. too. Mm-hmm. And the guy who reads the audiobooks breaks records for every time he does a new book because oh, there's wow. so many characters in Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. He has over 350 different accents. Oh, wow. 
Wow. And he remembers them all, individual Jeez, actions. That's just crazy. And then a new book comes out, he does a new audio book, and oh, he brings it back nuts. again, you know? Oh so, my yeah. God. No, but to the Red Wedding, is this, we were sitting there in the group today, everyone was moaning as we were coming up, and someone said, ask the twins, said, yeah, and one of the girls goes, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, damn you, George R. R. Martin, you kill everybody. But I love how people who've never watched Game of Thrones and you try and you tell them, why do you like it so much? Doesn't everybody die? And I was like, well, yeah. And you still watch it, yeah. Gripping. It's like it nothing is. else on TV. Nothing at all. In history, it was, it was like that. It was rough. It was nasty. And as you, as you said, it was uh, as, we, as we came into the, the, the ward there, mm -hmm. the Castle Ward. Castle Ward, yeah. Pretty, pretty creepy. Uh, <laughs> so you can see where, where Martin got his uh, inspiration, but you also told us a little bit about a couple of other authors. Yes, yes, Two. Lewis. Uh, he comes from here, um, and he was uh, the writer of Narnia, obviously. Mm -hmm. And he was inspired by the beauty of the landscape that you've seen today. Mm -hmm. The history and Christian history and Greek and Roman and Irish. Mm -hmm. He put it all together and created something amazing. It is and, and obviously George R. R. Martin uh, was inspired by J.R.R. Tolkien. Mm -hmm. And C.S. Lewis and Tolkien are best friends. Yeah. And so there's a different, there's a, there's a lot of inspiration going on, you know. Oh. Uh, obviously, we're all inspired by Lord of the Rings. You know, yes. everyone loves Lord of the Rings. That's Love like Lord the first Rings. thing you fall in love with, and then yeah. you watch Game of Thrones. You know, I think I don't know what it's like in, in Ireland here, but I know in America, growing up, the first book that we're actually made to read, or I could put this back now, years ago in the eighties, and in the Christian school I was actually in, was The Hobbit. Our first class book everybody had to read was The Hobbit. I actually remember that as well in primary school. My teacher said all the whole class around, yep. and she just sat and read us The Hobbit, and you know, it was about dwarves and stuff. Yeah. There's just something about token that he just uh, it's another world like oh, you go in there for hours and you come back out and you're, you're just thinking about what you just read well, my brother has his sword and I have my mind and a mind needs books like a sword needs a whetstone that's why I read so much John Snow from 19 you said you've been involved yeah with, with yeah yeah Game roughly like that. yeah I and they I, told you you were too young to be in game of thrones whenever was that i it? just turned 18 it was roughly when they said i was i was kind of too young but i think it was young for the scenes that they wanted me to be a part right. of my dad uh, i don't know how much i can say on this podcast but my dad had certain scenes that he witnessed a lot of topless dancing for a long time because it was a Dothraki of course, ceremony yeah. and so. this is over 18 so don't worry yeah, okay. about it <laughs> so, so like yeah like, and he came home and he was like yeah I just watched five girls dance topless all day <laughs> and, and you're like and got paid I mean, <laughs> and, and you're going dad the film industry is real the situations that you put you in and you come out of it and you're just like yeah. wow that's not normal that's not an no. everyday kind of experience which is quite unique and amazing <laughs> Ireland has a lot of folk tales and fairy tales mm -hmm. and I, that's what I really love about the fantasy genre is that it kind of fits in with our culture quite well oh, yeah. and you can see where our culture and the fantasy kind of mixes mm -hmm. and I love the idea that Irish people are such good storytellers. Yeah. Well, yeah. Do you, now this is a thing I've actually been thinking about for about a, a year or two. We've got Game of Thrones, it's winding down, but they're going to pull us up a prequel and all this. But in Ireland, down in the Republic, uh, they filmed Braveheart there, they've done a couple of other things. Vikings. Vikings is there too. But there's not an Irish story right now that anybody's doing like for an epic, which I'm quite sure through history, there has got to be something they could possibly do. 
What yeah. What do you think? If you If you say if the guys from Game of Thrones came to you and said, "Hey, William, what's the most Irish or what's the most brilliant thing you could come up with?" Yeah. All right. Here's something interesting. All right. So not only do we do the public tours, right? We do private tours as well. Show fire around. Whenever I got the email for this tour, in the email it said, "My friend is." She's trying to avoid publicity in America, so we're coming here to get a bit of space. Oh. Uh, just a bit of time away from the reporters and stuff. No better place to go than Ireland, because, you know, we're just... Nobody cares. Like, yeah, <laughs> we just hide away and we know do our own mm-hmm. thing. We're like Hobbiton here. Exactly. So I get in, I meet these two girls, they read books. They work for this TV show. They now work for Amazon, so okay. they read books and they get these books turned into TV shows. They're one of the ones that kind of inspired the Lord of the Rings TV show to be made. Now they read other fantasy books and they're just trying to find the next Game of Thrones, they said. So I was like, so you write these books and you, know, you, you read these books and you get them turned into TV shows? And they're like, yeah. And they're like, well, have you heard of Irish myth or anything? You know, the, you've got Greek myth, you've got Norse myth, you've got Roman myth turned into all these yeah, TV where's shows. Where's the Irish one? Yeah, where's the originals? Where's yeah. the guys who told the best story? Yeah. And so I told them about the Tain. Cúhollán, and I told them about Morgan, the goddess of death, and all the gods, yeah. the gods of the sea, Manana, and you know, all that mm-hmm. there, you know, the Ireland man's named after him, and the three sons of Ireland, the waves, and all that there, mm-hmm. and um, I told them all this kind of stuff, and they were just taking notes fiercely in the back. Oh, gosh. Yeah, how do you spell that? And yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, what's this, yeah. And the children are there, and you know... See, that'd be, now, that'd be one in America, the only one we'd ever really hear of, unless you were from a serious Irish family, would be the children of Lyric. Okay. That's all we know about, and of course, St. Patrick. They, they did yeah. a good um, show there recently, well, a couple of years back, the, Which um, one? Um, the monastery, what's it called now, it came on... Cartoon oh, the Book of Kells. Yes. Yeah, that, yeah, was, that yeah. was very well done. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah. Well, they had, you know, yeah, that yeah. Was, was good fun. And then there's the Book of Invasions and then there's the Annals of Ulster. Mm-hmm. They could still make stuff out of that as well. Like yeah. that, They're the, the earliest history that mm-hmm. we have of Ireland. That's where we learn about St. Patrick. Yeah. That's where we learn about... What the that interesting when you to when you... Um, I didn't hear everything. I was somewhere else. I was like, uh, hanging out in the back, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. But, uh, you said something about all the Irish go to heaven, and you just t- tell yeah, the that story. Yeah, that was really interesting. Yeah, I yeah. just saw that. That's the only bit I heard. The curator of the museum told me this one, um, and uh, pretty much. The highest mountain in Ulster is the Mourne Mountains, and it, right. it, that's the mountain range. And the mm-hmm. highest mountain is Sleeve Donner. Yeah, heard of it. Uh, up Sleeve Donner, um, lived a hermit, the son of an Irish chieftain. Uh, his, he, he lived up there, and his name was, he'd be called Saint Donner. Um, mm-hmm. Sleeve means um, mount in, in okay. Irish, so mm-hmm. Sleeve Donner is named after yeah. him. And so he lived in a cave, and the cave was a bit like Newgrange, where the sun would come round and yeah. angle yes. it mm-hmm. up the chamber one day a year and could tell you what day that was. Mm-hmm. So that's what he looked after. He protected that, maintained it, and lived in it. Right. Um, but he was made a saint, and he was made a saint because he was given a role to do. Um, I don't know who gave him the role, maybe it was God himself or whatever, but whenever the end of the world comes and Jesus uh, descends from heaven to bring all the Christians up into heaven with him, St. Donard has to go to Dan Patrick, where we visited today, right. to wake up yeah. St. Patrick. Right. So that St. Patrick can take all the Irish with him up into heaven as well. <laughs> so it doesn't matter if you're good or bad, as long as you're Irish, you're getting into heaven. <laughs> God's yeah. chosen people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like Thanks that one. The beauty of that is, as well, that Ireland was known as the land of the saint and scholar. Yes. Um, whenever the libraries and history is being wiped out in mainland Europe, yeah. Ireland was turning it out. Yeah. Just monks Absolutely. living in places like Skellig Michael, mm-hmm. just copying out yeah. manuscripts for mm-hmm. days and days and days. That is like where a lot of the modern Western history comes from. You know, of course. It's, it's through yeah. that. Now, the thing about the Irish people doing that is that 
all of a sudden an Irish person shows up at the crucifixion in 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 Jerusalem when Jesus is, oh there's an Irish person there by the way <laughs> and all of a sudden in the Bible there's these Irish people just propping up yeah. so the Irish wrote themselves into the Bible uh, through these different stages so that is the beauty of uh, Irish people writing well, rewriting history is well, of course just put ourselves in there a little bit, you know? <laughs> it's cute. but it, it is you say, it say uh, you saying that my father is actually going to be a Catholic priest okay went through a seminary and his best buddy. Uh, it was Jim Lynch, an Irish fellow, mm-hmm. and uh, he's saying they're in class and doing things, and he's like, "This is nothing like a home yeah. mind. This is easy, yeah, like easy, yeah. this is easy." Yeah. But you know, when you know, listening to the other, um, listening to the Americans who come and visit us, and I can only speak for Americans, my people. Sorry, when they come to Ireland, it is this Hollywood feel and the, and this mm. unbelievable fairyland when they get here like oh it's brilliant that's what we said today this would yeah. have been taken over there would have been buildings set up mm. and it would be yeah. false where this is like like corroded yeah. you know it, it, it's earthy it's what people want to see I want to see yeah. yeah I want to see the American version of Winterfell like if America had Winterfell oh god that would be what it. would that have been <laughs> oh, yeah, be, it probably would be the Prince, because I suppose I worked at Disney, I can say this, please don't come get me. It'd be Cinderella's maybe palace, but a little dirty and grungy. But yeah. actually, in fairness, if you go on the Facebook, go to Google, put put Walt Disney, Prince, Princess, Game of Thrones, some dude has re- rechanged yeah, all the characters and written them and, 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 and drawn them and everything. And it is, it is the funniest thing you will ever see. Uh-huh, I mean, I love that. My, uh, my friends do send me weird crap. It just does, <laughs> it does happen. Um, although, I mean, how far can you like lie to your friends? When I first came to Ireland, I had them really believing for about six months that I was living like down in Wicklow. I couldn't. I said, guys, I'm working in a bar, but I can't afford to live in Dublin. I'm living in this like thatched cottage mm-hmm. down in Wicklow, yeah. and I have rural. to get a ride up yeah, rural. Like, I, and, and I had my aunt believing, sorry, Auntie I, that I didn't have a toilet in the in the cottage for like weeks. <laughs> There's awesome. actually a dude with the village that we were in. Yeah. The day, trying for meet the dogs. Yeah. Um, across the water, you have to get the ferry today. Mm-hmm. There's a little pub. It must be one of Ireland's smallest pubs. Yeah. The, the toilet is outside. You have to go outside. To go oh, to brilliant. Yeah, it's fun. The pub. Oh, my Irish God. House. It's amazing. But it is amazing how Game of Thrones has changed. I don't want... It's not changed, quote, the landscape of, of Northern Ireland, but it has it brought, brought Northern Ireland to the forefront. Everybody in the world knows where you are now. All of a sudden. Boom. Yeah. Within yeah. a decade. Uh, like I said earlier, like Belfast is known for the Titanic which yeah. sunk. Um, everyone here says it was fine when it left here, you know. The main tourism here is going to people who see the Titanic Museum or people going to go see the conflict areas, the murals and stuff. Yeah. That was it. That's yeah. not no, really no. exciting. That's no. nothing that's going to drive tourists here. Then Game of Thrones showed up. Yeah. And the tourist with Screen and I, they give, uh, I think they give a, a couple of million uh, for Game of Thrones to come here. And they returned it by like five times that many. Jeez. In season six, Game of Thrones was paid by the government like a million and a half. And they returned it by 36 million. In total, we got like 200 million from Game of Thrones just for being here. Yeah. Tourism-wise, in 2016, 500 million pounds was brought in from tourism. And I wouldn't say it was all Game of Thrones, you can't say that, but I would say a huge majority <laughs> of that was Game of Thrones, because Game of Thrones is the biggest TV show in the world. And oh yeah, it is. Did they break it down to where most people are traveling from? 
statistically? I, not necessarily, no. But I would say That's majority of our, our, yeah, majority of our um, our customers would be English, mm-hmm. uh, Germans, Americans, Canadians, Australians, and then everything else. Everything else. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. And um, yeah, Ireland's like. Belfast especially is buzzing. There's a new buzz. A lot of people have seen like Belfast chains in the last six or seven years. You know, it's become a lot uh, more relaxed. Um, there's a lot of new restaurants opening. The new hotel, yeah. it's the tallest building in Belfast now. Which it's, one's that? It's just opened like two or three weeks ago. The Grand Central. Okay. It is beautiful. I thought I thought the Hilton. We stayed in the Hilton last night. So. Oh, okay. I'd yeah, like yeah. to shout out mom and dad. Thanks for the free Hilton points. Bless nice. you. So free, free hotel and winning free. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna say, okay, I'll, I'll put out a, a big buzz too. Is my husband and I, we won our tour today because we got married in Gretna Green two years ago now, oh, wow. and we never had uh, a honeymoon. And so uh, William here, they had this competition on Facebook, and I thought, ah, I'm just gonna throw that out there. And at the time, I wasn't doing podcasts, mm-hmm. and I only had gotten a couple months ago because I was kind of looking. I said, I need to do something and because I was working at the castle I thought let's tell more people about this area because everybody goes to Dublin, to Dublin. Mm-hmm. you know yeah, yeah. Come, come out here I'd like to know what is your future now with uh, Game of Thrones and the dogs good yeah. question um, I can edit I want to get the dogs to America I want to go to America with the dogs I feel like they're going to be well received there oh, yeah. I feel like you know especially in the major cities that would be yeah. good fun yes. and there's a lot of people trying to get us to go to America is it is- 18 when you got the dogs, was it? Or 19? Yeah, yeah. Did you have dogs prior to that? Or just a little dog. Little dog. Like Size of their head. She's going to get dog. My dad always had big dogs. He's always talked about having big dogs as he grew up. But I never had big dogs. And I'm a massive animal lover. So That's I always wanted... Big dogs. Big dogs, yeah. And I wanted dogs that looked like wolves. And it just so happened. Two, yeah. One. Yeah, yeah. Um, for that breed of dog, you always kind of better have more than one. Yeah. And when you get one, it's not much more harder to look after another one. They need a pack. They yeah. Need yeah. These guys look after each other. They mm-hmm. run together. They sleep together. Mm-hmm. They eat together. You know, they do everything together. So they're they they they're easy to look after. One thing you did that say. That way. Yeah. They're, not, they're actually quite hard to look after. But with you, you said that breed is one that you don't have to register. It's the closest thing you can get to a wolf without registering. Yeah. So they are a, can you just say the name, the, the name of the breed again? Northern Inuit. Inuit. Are there hybrid wolves in Ireland? Now, the wolf in Ireland has been extinct for a long time nearly 200 years yeah the last one was shot in that hill up there now funny you say that because at our castle we have a stuffed wolf in the league castle and it is said to be the last wolf that was shot in Ireland Mm. and was it down your area yes yeah Yeah. I heard that as well I heard it was down around that (laughs) way so I mean they call that wolf hill and that's where we filmed the ice lake scenes yeah that's what it's known as okay potentially not I watched a documentary called Wolfland once Mm -hmm. it was all in uh, Irish yeah they they talked about how Ireland used to be known as Wolfland and you got the same amount of money for killing a wolf as you did a priest Yes. That's a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, like, um, I'm not sure about wolf hybrids. I'm not sure about wolf crosses or yeah. anything like that there. All I know is about my... my Your two dogs. Yeah. yeah. I was just wondering, because when, when you went to go get them, you had no idea this was ever going to happen. No, no, just, none whatsoever. I even missed school and stuff to get them training, and my teacher was like, she was like, why are you late today again? And I was like, I was taking my dogs to go be trained to be in a film, in a movie. And she was like, shut up and get in the class. <laughs> And then at the end of the day, she calls me and she's like, so why were you late to class? And I was like, like my dogs are going to be in this TV show. And she was like, that is the coolest excuse I've ever heard in my life. That's and Lois is a massive Game of Thrones fan. Your big thing now is to get Thor and Odin to America. Thor and Odin to America. Uh, also in what, in what kind of um, 
in, in what kind of way? Just, just take them around, around yeah, and like, see everybody? Yeah, like SUV and just kind of mm-hmm. drive around and, you know, visit and do, like, appearances at conventions mm-hmm. and stuff. Oh, yeah. Comic-Con. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Sort of, um, model, like, as in tours, is this just, you're trying it at the moment and you said you've gone on your own now. Have you got a, like a plan to scale up so people don't get, say, a bit stale with the tours and say, well, listen, you know, we can upgrade it, we can go again, we can put yeah. more things mm-hmm. into it? Yeah, yeah. Well, well, every season there's new locations oh, yeah. and stuff, you know. Um, the beauty is that our, our tour is the most packed out tour you can get, pretty much, you know. You yeah, I've, I've had locations. trouble booking our time, haven't I? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, it's like, are you free? No, we're booked. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, our tours are always full, um, but, like, in the Content-wise, like we've got screenshots, cool. video. Yeah. Our, all our guides have been featured actors in the show. They're not just actors in the show. How many other people besides you are are leading the tours? Um, so my brothers and I, we run the tours. We own the tours. All the people we met walking their part Do- tours. They're from Dublin. They're from Dublin. They're different tours. Yeah, they're different. Ah, that's what I thought. Um, but we work together. Then we've got about four other tour guys that work for us as well. But they've all been extras on the show. All featured extras. So okay. they're, they're, their face is on screen. They have mm-hmm. a role. You can see them. Right. You know, they didn't show up for one day and call themselves an extras. Like they've been there committed. Like we really want the most. There, as, and I can say it because I've been an extra once in a movie. Okay, cool. Uh, but I know what working extras do. You are there for the long haul, and it is long yeah. days, yeah. and it's money yeah. and it's crappy. It's not glamorous at all. No. I mean, you come on tour, I'll tell you all about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, you're in the biggest TV show in the world. Every footstep yep. you take, a hundred thousand people would kill to be in your oh, spot. Oh, absolutely. So you appreciate where you are. You know. That is so true. Totally. Uh, I'm sure everybody that will hopefully listen to this is going, "Oh, I want us to do that." Mm-hmm. But there's always. I've got friends at home uh, who say, "Oh, we'd love to come over and be be an extra." It's not that easy. You can't. Like I remember. Uh, in 2009 I was on Laws of Attraction with Pierce Brosnan and I was oh, wow. really lucky enough to meet him and his sweetheart yeah. um, but it was five days I sat on my butt reading a book for most of it because relighting redoing in a room out of a room in a room I was given three lines at one point because I was the only American that was there wow. and they said we want you to hand these papers and say here you are I can't remember his character's name anymore yeah. and they ended up cutting it being a working extra is not glamorous you're working and you're working hard yeah. and you're turning out I mean you get your main actors but then you if you look back now because when we start watching it again tomorrow mm-hmm. I watch the actors behind and, and and the extras yeah. and you can see what you guys are doing and yeah. it's just amazing yeah we're like we're getting uh, a direction from the director as yeah. well you know he's telling me exactly what he wants us to do and mm-hmm. especially directors like David Nutter and so on or mm-hmm. Miguel Chapot and like these guys are like some of the best known directors in the world mm-hmm. and they are looking at every little detail um, things that you do that might not make sense they'll make sure yeah. you do what makes sense yeah. sure. well, I was amazed when we saw the clip when I was in is it um, Croatia and they had to carry all the stuff up the stairs oh, yeah. to film it and I was thinking wow everybody works hard you know? mm-hmm. everybody moans, I moan about my job and you think you do this 12 hour a day and when you when, when you work. see this film set stuff mm-hmm. I know how hard it is to hold stuff around it and you think wow you know this and you could be holding for weeks or hours or yep. a week and going away staying away from home for weeks months it's, it's, <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not easy at all, like, you know. 
Mm. Yeah, no, it's, it's amazing. And it, but also it gives amazing opportunities for the people who work here. Like mm-hmm. the, the makeup artists, uh, oh, yeah. costume and hair, like they have the opportunity to work in Croatia. They have the opportunity to go out to Iceland and mm-hmm. vice versa. The ones from Croatia and Iceland can come here mm-hmm. and work in this production. I mean, so if Game like, of Thrones on your CV, I mean, you're pretty much walking anywhere, let's yeah, just be you're, honest. You're made for life pretty yeah, much in, exactly. in the film industry, you know. You said you're also Vikings. It's based on a true story. You know, it's yeah. based on the historical accuracy mm-hmm. anyway. It's pretty accurate right up until season four, I'd say. Oh, and then it's... Then it, you know, oh, it's kind of like a Game of Thrones. <laughs> uh, what about... Uh, did you watch Britain? No. The one... I have seen it advertised, though. This kind of genre, the other studios are trying to latch on and create. And yeah. Can't, yeah, yeah. Oh, I think it's great, but you yeah. can't try and recreate... You shouldn't the game. Re- no, re- come up with something it. else. Like you couldn't recreate Harry Potter, so even try. No, no, mean? nor Lord of the Rings. No, even no. though Martin had his inspiration from them, he created his own thing. There's yeah, just so cool. much here on these two islands. Yeah, if is, you yeah. go back pre basically 12, 1200, mm-hmm. and people don't really look at that, they kind of nearly start at King Richard and all the great chivalry and crap, and yeah. they just go forward. They don't look yeah. further yeah. back. Yeah, um, Ireland was like just you know working away there fighting a lot with themselves and mm. so on um, but like Ireland's like one of the few countries where the Vikings got kicked back out yeah. Brian Brew United yeah. Ireland kicked the Vikings out mm-hmm. and then he was killed in his tent whenever he was thanking the gods that was <laughs> mean yeah. <And> then, <laughs> that sounds very Game of Thrones-y guys and then the Vikings came back yeah. and they merged with the Irish yeah. and they, it's one of the few nationalities the Vikings ended up joining like, well, all savages. They're really intelligent. I mean, how can you navigate to them? How can you, like, they pretty much discovered the known world at that time. Yeah. Right? Yeah. When they landed in the Middle East, the, the Arabs were like right in the sand that Who are you? the most, they said they're the most perfect human beings they'd ever seen. These really? big, tall, bulky Scandinavian dudes with long hair and beards. Rolling boats for you know months at a time, taking their boats across the land too, bringing in valuable stuff. Yeah, and these trips, yeah, they just thought they were amazing people. Uh, If you look at the mountain today, the mountain from Game of Thrones, half Lord Bronson, he is massive. You know, he is the world's strongest man. How tall is he? Uh, He's six, six eight, six nine. And he um, he broke a thousand year old Viking weightlifting record. He's the world's strongest man today. How strong were the Vikings a thousand yeah. years ago? Yeah. He's only breaking it now. So we're going to let you go. I want to thank you yeah, for no. your time awesome. very much. Awesome. And now, after nice season eight next year is finished, I'm sure you will expand your uh, tour. You're going to come back. You're gonna come we back. will come back. I haven't given you permission to leave. With respect, Your Grace, I don't need your permission. I am a king. Well, that was our fantastic day with William and his wolves and all the locations of Westeros. Be sure to visit Carlienne. She is the singer and arranger of the music, Hands of Gold. You can visit her at her Facebook page and on her YouTube site. Check out my Facebook page, Podcast from My Car. You can find all the links for her there. Make sure you also visit Game of Thrones Direwolves Facebook page, Instagram, and Twitter account. Full credit to George R.R. Martin, the author of Game of Thrones and HBO for the production and filming. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please subscribe from whatever platform you're listening. Leave a comment. Let me know where you'd like me to go next. You can find all my links for my podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Raven flies from the north to the sea. Whispers her name in the east. 
Try. 